Hi, I'm Eric Angevine. Welcome to Radio Superfly. This is my second episode about the life and musical career of Nigerian drummer Tony Allen, who died in Paris on April 30th, 2020. Part one covered his influential years with Fela Kuti, helping to develop the Afrobeat sound. I mentioned briefly that the mid to late 70s were tumultuous for the members of Nigeria 70, and I wanted to explore that a little to explain why Alan left the band after so many fruitful years. Kuti's outspoken political views rubbed some powerful people the wrong way. His home-slash-compound was raided by hundreds of Nigerian soldiers in 1977. The women present were raped, Kuti's bodyguards were bayoneted, the house was burned to the ground, and Kuti himself was imprisoned and tortured. Afterward, his mother died. Allen, who was sleeping at his own home when the raid happened, said afterward that Kuti appeared broken and became increasingly paranoid. There were also omnipresent arguments about money. Kuti rarely paid the band members their entire salaries, even as money started to pour in. In his autobiography, Allen recounted a confrontation over record royalties, which Fella did not share with his band. Allen said the other musicians asked for a reasonable 5% cut, and Kuti refused. His haughty reply was that he wrote the songs, so the money was his. But he added that anyone who wrote his own tunes would receive his full support as producer and reap his own royalties. Allen took him up on the deal and began writing songs and making records as a leader while still serving as musical director of Cootie's Ensemble. Recording as Tony Allen with Africa 70, the drummer released three albums, Jealousy in 1975, Progress in 1977, and No Accommodation for Lagos in 1979. Aria, from the last of those three albums, gives an idea of the direction he was taking. Oh, yeah. This is what we call festival. Wow. Down to the roots of Africa. Yeah. Aria is a different dance. So, brothers and sisters, mothers and fathers, let's go together. <laughs> Alan described his own songwriting process in his autobiography. Quote, 
I write like a drummer, and if you check the way I'm writing sometimes, you don't see any instruments clashing. Composing Afrobeat, everything is supposed to be interwoven. That's the way I look at it. It's boring if it's like a monologue. And whoever's writing the music has to make sure we all have something to say in the conversation. It took until no accommodation for me to get my composing right. End quote. After leaving Africa 70, Alan cleansed his palate a bit, playing in his church band and freelancing, which allowed him to experiment with different drum setups and styles of music. Eventually, he joined up with a singer named Candido Abajimi and recorded his first album with full creative control, No Discrimination. struggled to find his footing throughout the early 80s and began to spend more and more time away from Nigeria. In 1985, he released an EP titled Never Expect Power Always, recorded in the UK. Alan talked about his decision to mix music from different cultures on the album in his autobiography. Quote, At the time, the Jamaican dub thing was big in London, and we started to think about how we could use dub in the Afrobeat to make Afrobeat dub. I myself wanted to trip on that electric sound a little bit, but not too much. Later I went into it more heavily, but for now I just wanted to make a fusion." End quote.
By the end of 1985, Tony Allen had moved to Paris permanently and signed a five-year deal with Barclay Records. The French producers favored an electronics-heavy sound that made Allen feel like his personality had been leached out of the recording. Quote, It wasn't my own idea to make myself sound like a drum machine. That period was the height of this thing when they were trying to put all these electronics into African music. I saw that this was something that was going to be competing with the drummers, but I knew at the time that it wasn't going to beat me, because I'm a human being and this thing was a machine. The machine is limited." End quote. But European producers kept foisting the drum machine sound on his recordings, and Alan's career languished. We know the familiar phrase, the devil finds work for idle hands, and that's what happened to Tony Allen. He fell into the smothering embrace of heroin. He maintained a habit for four years, but was heroin-free by 1990. Throughout the early 90s, he toured with a Tunisian singer named Amina and recorded with the Cameroonian musician Manu Dubango. His solo career was not going as he had dreamed until he met, of all people, a British pop singer. Quote, There was this group called Unsung Heroes, and they suggested that I should meet Damon Albarn. Damon was coming from a British group called Blur. He was a complete discovery for me. They played me some of his music, and I decided that I wanted him to come and sing on my album. So then they went to talk to him, and he was open to it. He's a good lyrics writer, and he's a good musician. When he came back with the track, it was the best track on my album. It's called Every Season, and it's the first track on Home Cooking, which came out in 2002. End quote. Collaborating with Albarn exposed Allen to a wider audience. He reflected on Albarn in his autobiography. Quote, The way Damon came into my life, it was kind of like it had been written. He turned out to be the most important one for me among all these projects. Meeting him was like meeting another Fela for me. It was really that important because not only did this guy make a big difference in my career, but we were also very good friends. End quote. Allen began touring the world, giving master drumming classes and expanding his musical palette even further. 
Eventually, he decided to return to Nigeria, where he recorded an album he called Lagos No Shaking. Tony Allen's final album was a collection of songs he had recorded with the great South African trumpeter Hugh Masekela. Masekela died in 2018, and Allen finished up the tracks in his studio for an uplifting album titled Rejoice. Rejoice came out in late March of 2020. Tony Allen would die just over a month later of an abdominal aneurysm in a Paris hospital. He summed up his up-and-down life story with these words from the final pages of his autobiography. Quote, I was looking to be something in life, and I achieved it. I took some risks, but if I hadn't taken any risks, there would be no way to achieve. I just kept on doing my thing because I believed that it was going to happen. If people were not ready to listen at a certain time, I was sure that there was going to be a time when they would listen. I just need enough to feed my family, to make everybody around me happy, and to make sure nobody's lacking anything. That's all I'm after, and that's what I have. So I'm content, man. I think it's beautiful for me like this." End quote. Thanks for joining me on Radio Superfly. I hope you've enjoyed learning more about the life and music of Tony Allen.